Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is the new Ghostbusters 2 for the Game Boy. New Ghostbusters 2 for the Game Boy was developed and published by HAL Labs for the Game Boy in Japan in December of 1990. It was released in uh, PAL territories in North America in 1991. Nice. When did the movie? Or maybe 90. It's hard to say because there's not much information on the Game Boy version of this game. Right, right. When did the movie come out? Was it 89? June 6, 1989. Okay. Now we all know HAL Laboratories. They are responsible for Nintendo's pinball. Mm-hmm. Kirby, and many other wonderful games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a fine company. Now, this game was also released as a Nintendo game in every place but the United States. Right. Didn't Activision still have the rights? Yes. Ugh. Those jerks. Ugh. And in the NES version of this game that is out in Japan and uh, Europe, you can also play as Lewis Tully. Oh, cool. There are five choosable Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. Now, here in the United States, we got just this Game Boy version, and it actually came out in two different flavors. There is one with a black cover, black box that just has the Ghostbusters 2 symbol. Okay. Uh, and then there is a one that has that same symbol on a blue background with the four Ghostbusters standing in front of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. you may have seen either of those out and about. Well, hot dog. Now, as far as the differences between the NES and Game Boy versions, the maps are different, but the play style and the overall ideas of the game are the same. Okay, okay. But of course, this game is based on the film Ghostbusters 2. Right. Which I did say came out in 1989, in mm-hmm. the summer there. And it had a 30 to $40 million budget this time around. Ooh. And made back a somewhat, I guess, disappointing $215 million. So <laughs> less than the first one, but they also spent way more money on the movie and the marketing budget. Mm, still disappointed the, the cash cows. Yes, but this movie had so many tie-ins. I, they had to make some money back there. Because I remember getting my Hardee's Ghostbusters 2 lunchbox. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was pretty big. I mean, was this before Batman? Uh, it was the same summer. The same, okay. This was the ultimate summer. Right, right. This came out. Uh, Batman, Lethal Weapon 2, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Man. I think we also got uh, UHF. Oh, yeah, sure. You, you name it. Oh, yeah. Classics. They got it all. But, of course, this movie does contain the same cast as the first film. Mm-hmm. Everyone returns. Right. Even Ivan Reitman as the director. Good old IR. Now, the biggest difference, though, is that this movie was definitely more aimed towards children. Right, right. The cartoon had come out. It was extremely popular. And they were very cognizant of that. And they didn't want to put anything in the movie that would contradict the cartoon. Okay, okay. And in turn, the Janine character is kind of turned into her second season cartoon self. Okay. In the first movie and in the first season of the cartoon, she is a, uh, you know, no-nonsense, street smart, take-no-attitude New Yorker. Sure. Uh, But after that, she kind of becomes more of a ditzy kind of... Likes Egon. Goofy character. Right. That was in the first one. In this movie, Okay. uh, Louis Tully becomes her love interest. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, you haven't seen this movie lately. No, I've... Only seen this movie once, and it was what? 20 years ago. So uh, It is least. not as good as the first movie, but it's still worth watching. I, I mean, I remember thinking it was fine, you know, for being 10 or whatever I was. Well, it did have a lot of production problems where 
uh, they screened in a cut of the film and no one liked the last portion of it and they scrapped the entire last 25 minutes of the movie. Really? And reshot it. And that's with the Statue of Liberty? That's I the don't... final fight with uh, Vigo. Vigo. And Vigo awesomely was uh, the poor man that played him didn't realize he was going to be redubbed. But at least he was redubbed by Werner Horzog. Oh, so oh, that was great. Really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. And uh, <laughs> the uh, scene you're talking about, though, is the seminal Nintendo moment where yeah, yeah. they take over the Statue of Liberty with positive slime and control it with the NES Advantage controller. Now, that was on a commercial, right? Or so, like I've, I remember fixating on that so much. I was like, this is so awesome. And I don't know. I mean, I saw that movie in the theater like four times. So sure. Okay. It's, okay. it's hard to say. Yeah. I yeah. mean, after I first saw it, I immediately went out and bought the soundtrack afterwards. Oh, sure. Which this movie, uh, while the first movie did have a great soundtrack, of course, I owned it on record. Uh, I got the tape of this soundtrack. Oh. And it was an integral part of this movie uh, because they had big new names out there on it. Bobby uh, Brown. Bobby Brown, front and center. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Now, more importantly <laughs> to me, as a huge Run DMC fan as a kid, mm. uh, the fact that they did the new Ghostbusters theme song on the soundtrack wow, okay. just blew my mind. That's awesome. They were the busters of an E, G-H-O-S-T, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, you even had uh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew on there. Really? Spirit. Oh man! See, I, I some didn't... people hear it, some people fear it, some people just can't get near it. I mean, I, I haven't even listened to that song in probably ten years, and I could probably man, sing most of it I, to you. Yeah, I haven't. I, I didn't delve into the soundtrack, so. Well, I did, and this is a quick aside, but for me, once I got to the age where I could buy soundtracks, that was like my way of reliving the movie. Oh sure, yeah. Because yeah. you know, it was going to be a year before it came out on VHS. And we didn't even have a VCR at my house. Right, right. So it's like right away I could relive parts of that movie through the songs. It was just more disappointing when it was like, oh, these aren't like really songs. They're just instrumental portions or yeah. like the Dick Tracy soundtrack. <laughs> Not as good. And then, of course, I'm like the weird only, what is it, probably a 10 or 11-year-old that went and bought the Twin Peaks soundtrack? Oh, yeah, that is a little strange. Eh? I, I loved that show for some unknown reason. Never, never saw it. But I still have all my soundtracks. It's quite a bizarre collection. That's uh, cool, though. Little slice of life. Oh yeah, I still have both uh, Ghostbusters. I've got Ninja Turtles for sure. See, I I remember the coming out of their shells tour better than the oh I got the that. soundtrack. That was a Pizza Hut exclusive, my friend. Mm, yeah, and it was it was great. I bought it on the way to the giant WEBN Labor Day fireworks. Oh wow! Okay, and I jammed out to that the <laughs> entire time. Ninja style. It was great. Now that that soundtrack talk is over, <laughs> let's talk. Let's finish up talking about the movie itself. Uh, like we said, Bobby Brown was on the soundtrack. He was also in the movie. I was part of the stipulations to get him on the soundtrack. Really? Uh, he is the mayor's doorman. He's the one oh, that's okay. like, I love these guns. Can you get one for my, my bro- kid brother? <laughs> cool, cool. But uh, due to the success of the first movie, there was also more cameos from all over. Like Cheech Marin was in there. Man, I don't remember this at all. I need to go back and watch this movie. I think you do. I mean, like I said, not nearly as good as the first movie, but it's still worth watching in some degree. Sure. Well, Nick, what kind of game is the new Ghostbusters 2 for Game Boy? Well, we've got a, it's an overhead uh, action game, I guess you could say. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, you control two Ghostbusters simultaneously. Yeah. And it's kind of awesome. There is no jump. Correct. And you really mainly control the one Ghostbuster, and the other one follows you around. Yeah. And your main way of interacting with the world is by using your neutrino wand, shooting mm-hmm. out a beam. Yeah. 
And that beam uh, doesn't go the entire length of the screen. Um, no, it doesn't. It's limited in range. And it also only goes in the four cardinal directions. Yes. When you first shoot it. Yeah, yeah. And your goal is to hit any ghost you see with that beam. Yeah, it will stun them. And once you have it stunned or locked onto them, you can then walk around it, and it will then move at different angles. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then once that ghost is trapped in the beam or immobilized, you need to use your other button to throw out a trap from your second player. Right. And the player has to be lined up with that ghost yeah. to a degree. And, and you know, they have a certain range as well. If mm -hmm. they're too far away, it won't work. Uh, and then once it's out, it's very quick. The ghost is trapped, and that's it. Yeah, because that's your, your total goal in this game is as you explore, I guess you could say, you weren't, you journey around these overhead levels and you have a, a certain number of ghosts that you have to bust. Indeed. And then one thing we didn't mention is when you start the game, you get to choose which Ghostbusters you're going to take with you. Yeah, you've got all four. All four Ghostbusters. Winston Zeddemore is not left out for once. In it to win it, yeah. So, of course, I picked Winston and Peter Venkman. I, I always started with Winston just out of uh, novelty. And the funny part is is that it doesn't matter who you pick. No, it They doesn't. all play the exact same. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're in these levels, sometimes you will see other Ghostbusters or Dana Barrett mm -hmm. or Lewis Tully. Yeah, yeah. And when you see a Ghostbuster, you swap out with them. Yeah, which doesn't really do anything. Not at all. I yeah. thought it would change your health maybe. But it doesn't. No, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's there if you want. Sometimes they'll give you more health, I think. Yeah, but... so each time you find any other character, though, you get an item or health. Right. And your character starts with, what, four four bars of health? Yeah, you have, well, you, you have two kind of health meters, quote-unquote. Like, Correct. it's kind of weird because... It's actually not health. It's They call it your energy meter. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's also kind of like lives. It's really weird because it's like you have your, your trap, Life, you have a B and a T meter. With... Yes, and that's really just the main player and the secondary player's health. Yeah, and when you get hit once, you know, it's like you die and then respawn. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like lives, it's kind of like life meter, and it's a little strange. When Whenever either person respawns, you have a little bit of invincibility. Yeah, which will be indicated by a little field around you, kind mm -hmm. of. And once you have lost all those lives, it is game over. Mm -hmm. And there is a continue. Yeah, you have you start with three. Mm -hmm. And you continue from the level you, the beginning of the level that you died on. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No. Um, but when you're going through these levels, like we said, you'll find other characters, and those characters either will join your team or not. But uh, no matter what, you're going to get an item from them. So That's let's talk right. about those right now. Let's get in some items. Uh, the first item you might find is the slime blower. Now, I see the manual calls this the mood slimer. Okay. And in the movie, one of the key plot points is that there's a river of slime under New York City. Yeah, that's like absorbing bad feelings. Or... Well, it absorbs feelings. So oh. if you, the collective non-happiness of New York uh, was mm. feeding into it and creating lots of negative energy. Yes. Which was then spawning ghosts. That's no good. But the Ghostbusters figured out how to turn the slime good, reinforced with positive energy. Right. You know, um, play some nice tunes for it. Your love is lifting me higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what you're getting here. So when you get this item, you get a little icon in the bottom left corner. Oh, gotcha. It's okay. there temporarily. Yeah, yeah. And this one is like a, looks like a little spread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you get, it's like a little beam. It's, I mean, I guess it's as long as your. I think it's your, maybe a little bit shorter. But it, it kind of thickens as it goes out and spreads out. and it's Yeah, pretty, it's like a cone. It lasts about 20, 25 seconds. Yeah, and you just blast away where you have it. You don't have to worry about trapping ghosts anymore. If yeah. You just get them with this. It's my favorite. Yeah. Because uh, you can just go to town. 
Yep, that's the way to do it. Go on the offensive. Uh, next up, you have health or a heart. And you don't get an icon, that's just they give you one more health. Yeah, and depending on, you it's know. It's really the most common one you'll get. And it can go, sometimes it's your either or, either of the two health meters mm -hmm. can be increased. Uh, then you might find the super ghost trap. Yes, super trap. And it's, actually, maybe this is my favorite because once you have it, it looks like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, icon and all the ghosts are now frozen in place. Yeah, and this is like your lead character now has, has this trap, has right? a trap, and you can just throw it out and capture every ghost. Yeah, so you want to. So it's haul. like the other one, but a little bit better. I think it lasts a shorter amount of time. Mm, okay, like 10, 15 seconds in that area. So grab them while you can. Yeah. Um. Now a little bit less often, you'll find the pickaxe. Yeah. So I think only like two or three levels. The, the manual calls this the wall smasher. Okay, it looks like a pickaxe in the little corner. Yeah. And that's what it used for. You can break through walls. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Like, it, it really kind of took me off guard at first because it's not like, you know, in, say, Legend of Zelda where you're like, there's a certain spot you bomb. Yeah, I think it's almost any wall. Yeah, any wall you can just blast through. Pretty cool. And you get uh, three three uses off of it. Mm -hmm. So use those uses wisely. Yeah, yeah. You won't be getting it back. No, sir. And in the levels that – there's one level where you have to use it to get through – but the first level you get it, it just makes your life a lot easier if you use it in the correct spot. Yeah, yeah. Or you can just waste it like I did. And you're like, what does this do? Oh, I wonder if it works here. Okay. <laughs> I've got three holes in the same wall. Good good one, Nick. And then we have the anti-ghost suit. Yeah, or the jacket. Yeah, it just is a Ghostbusters jacket. Yeah. And it will give you invincibility for like 30 seconds or so. Yeah. Also pretty handy. Yeah, yeah. But then you have the superpower of the game. The ghost power. The ghost power. Where <laughs> you become otherworldly, and you can then travel through walls. Which, that is priceless. It really is. I. It's only in, like, two levels, I think? Well, a lot of these items are very sparse. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, like, random drops. No. So it's specific to the level. You know what you're getting into when you get there. And those are all the items you're going to find in your normal gameplay levels. Now, in these levels, you do have a timer. Yeah, yeah. And once the timer reaches zero, the ghosts all switch to... No ghost medallions. Yeah, the spinning token ghosts. And they're supposed to be harder to catch because they go through walls. Yeah, kind but of. But I found them to be easier to catch because they go through walls. Well, and they're like, they're coming at you more. They don't like wander around in the middle of a wall where you're just like, come on. Yes. You know? Otherwise, you have to spawn a lot of the ghosts. You have to find yeah. where they're at. It's yeah. a hunting game. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of each level, you have a boss fight. And each boss fight has slightly different mechanics and its own items. Yeah, yeah. Because during the boss fight, your secondary player is now invincible. Yes. And no longer trapping. It is you who is just shooting a stronger version of your gun? Yeah, I guess. it's It kind of looks like the Mood Slimer, but it, it has more range, right? Or Yes, it's like big balls are shooting out. Yeah, yeah. And when you're in this mode, seemingly randomly, power-ups start falling. Yeah, they're just like come down out of the sky. Uh, uh, there is the B shield, which gives you a shield along with your friend. And that's just timed? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, actually, it lasts until you're hit. Oh, okay. And then there is the W beam. It's like a W in a medallion. Yeah, and that lets both of you shoot, Yeah, right? and then it makes so the other, the non-shooting Ghostbuster also shoots, which is super handy. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, and then for the boss fights, it's just, you know, you have an unknown amount of hits you got to get in on the boss. Yeah. Before they explode. They don't have a meter or anything. Not at all. Well, Nick, this is a HAL Laboratories game. They are definitely a better publisher when it comes to paraphernalia mm -hmm. than Activision, the last Ghostbusters game we talked about. <laughs> uh, please tell me, 
that they have a better manual. I I guess it's better. Barely. Uh, it's it's a mere another twelve pager, uh, black and white. Also, no art, which is a shame because that's the highlight of this game for me. Yeah, you you know, especially at this late where it's like, man, you couldn't have got anything like you know. Yeah. But you do get one screenshot at one point to show you how your screen is laid out. Correct. So, but, um, and I mean, both of these, I, I should have mentioned this too previously, but the story is just the movie. So it's vaguely, you know, you, you get a kind of a brief rundown in it where it's just like the evil Vigo needs a baby to resurrect himself, cast a spell or something. Yeah. He needs a, a host body. He's trapped in a painting, right? Isn't yes. That the, okay. So um, the head of the conservatory, the museum where they are re uh, fixing the painting, knows that Dana Barrett, former girlfriend of Peter Venkman, has a young child, and he can take it and use it. So it could be any child. It could be. But it just randomly ends up being the, the Ghostbusters' <laughs> ex-girlfriend's child. Right. Chosen poorly. Bad yeah, move. It um, was. But... I mean, I guess it's useful in that, you know, this game is some pretty straightforward gameplay, so it'll it'll lay all that out for you. Um, it does tell you what the items do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it's fine. It does its job, but it's a no-frills uh, book, I must say. All right. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, New Ghostbusters 2? I never played this game before or even heard of it, really, until not too long ago. Uh, same here. And that's a huge, huge disappointment in my life because yeah. I would have really enjoyed this game. That's actually pretty decent. like uh, Especially, you know, as a Game Boy game for trips and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This would have been right up my alley. And I had just written off any any hope of any tie-in game at this point. Well, I mean, plus it was, all right, this is the sequel to, uh, an, okay, to a franchise, you know, a movie game. So that's already setting off alarms, but yep. it's a Game Boy version of a sequel to an awful you're like, "Oh no way. This there's no way this can be good." But there is because it's a totally different game. Exactly. Now, I did play the Ghostbusters 2 Nintendo game. Oh yeah. From Activision. I think I rented that. Oh, okay. See, I never I never went down that road. And it's I don't know, the only part I know about is when you're you're like in the sewers side scrolling and it's as awful as you can imagine oh, their man. controls being. Maybe, yeah. Ugh. That brings us to your more recent experience, Nick. Oh Well, uh, I beat this game. I did cheat a little bit, but it wasn't really... It was more out of boredom and time frustration, where I was like, I need to get this done. But... Well, I also beat it. I cheated by saving at the boss fights. Okay. Uh, but I think that I could actually beat this game legit. I think, yeah. In fact, I'll know soon because I, uh, spoiler alert, I ended up buying it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's more expensive than I thought it would be. Really? Uh, yes. And uh, for a Game Boy game, it was outside of my normal Game Boy price range, but uh, well, it, I mean, it was there at my local shop, so I was like, eh, whatever. Well, and this isn't really a common game, so I'm sure, you know what I mean? It wasn't a big seller, so I, I can't imagine there's a ton of copies floating around out there. Right. Um, side note, there is that new Game Boy uh, coming out from the NT people. Okay. The hardware on it, it's not where they emulate the chips on their own chips. Okay. So it's like perfect emulation. Cool. And it's going to be $200. But you will be able to play it into an HDMI TV. Mm -hmm. So that'd be kind of cool. And it looks really, really sleek. Nice. Who knows? I'll I'll let you know when it comes out how tempted I am to buy it. Fire it up. Yeah. But um, yeah, this game I played, you know, twice. Yeah, I, I pretty much went through it in one sitting for about an hour and a half, two, yeah. something like. 
But um, I was totally charmed by it, and I really enjoyed my time. Yeah. Which I guess we'll talk about more here right away. Okay. Because now we are here in the general chat portion of our show, and I can't reiterate how much I wish I would have played this game in 1990. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it finally, uh, one of your favorite franchises is, is done justice in, in video game form, you know? Because this game is not bad. I mean, it's not great, No, but, it, but... it's pretty fun. It has a lot of really interesting concepts, and it has an amazing art style. Yeah, no, it does have really cool... Uh, chibi you know super distorted yeah or super deformed you know anime ghostbusters it's really a it, neat idea it kind of reminds me of the superman mm-hmm. uh video game I, yeah. which is awful yeah <laughs> but i mean graphics wise but i one, one of the things i love is that on the game boy they got the graphics so right that you can easily tell all four ghostbusters apart it's true you can yeah, they all have distinct facial features like and you can tell that like it's not just those are four different Ghostbusters. You can call out like, "Oh, that's Peter. That's Ray. Yeah. That's Egon." Like he's got the widow's peak. He's got you know. Yeah, like, it is amazing. And then you know, Dana just kind of looks like a generic girl. But the yeah. styling of all those guys, Janos, uh, are just really fun. And even uh, Slimer. Yeah, yeah, Slimers. We didn't have any Slimers in the previous one, but no, that's before he became a, a big thing, right? Right. Yeah, it is. Now so, I have a question for you now. Wasn't Slimer originally called like Onion Head or something? Yes, in fact, he's never referred to as Slimer in the script. He's referred to as Onion Head or the Eating Ghost. Mm. Uh, and it is kind of known that he is a kind of an homage to uh, John Belushi, oh, okay. who was supposed to be in the film. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, he was just more of a standard character in the first one that really got added to the cartoon because yeah. they wanted uh yeah, your standard creature Kid mascot kind of friendly thing. And it didn't hurt that Frank Welker did a really great job of voicing him and making those yeah. cute Slimer slash almost identical to the Curious George noises. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, man, I'll have to go back and check. <laughs> but the other thing I love about this game is that you get cutscenes that are also really great looking. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I kind of wish there were more of them because. Agreed. Because they don't just reuse the same graphics from the actual game they're whole new sprites yeah like sometimes it's a side-scrolling thing where you know what i mean yeah. where it's just like oh here he came and stole the baby and flew away and go get him you know yeah it is really charming all around baby chasers now um if you do want to get into some negative aspects of this game it is the fact that the music is okay yeah it's... but worst of all is that the music is totally drowned out whenever you're using that proton gun well that's true too and like the music was really hit or miss like there are a couple tracks i was like this is really good i really Mm -hmm. like this and some of them like i don't know if it's just because it's on game boy but there's some real like shrill tones that really i'm like ooh. i guess it's better than hearing that theme over and over but (laughs) it is it is definitely (laughs) and the controls you know for having an ai following you around are actually pretty tight like i was able to move like when i'm shooting it and shooting a ghost and I, i just rotate a little bit and you know, your partner moves into position. It was it was way more intuitive and easy than I thought. Yeah. I mean, I have read a lot of people complain about the AI of your secondary character, and it does get trapped sometimes. It's not great, but it's way better than anything I'd seen of, of this time. Agreed. And for a Game Boy, I'm, I was pretty impressed with how well the other character maneuvered and kept up with me. Yeah. And if you plan on it being a little goofy that way, like, it really doesn't 
distract from the game because you can maneuver yourself. You know, I always knew to pull down a little further to make sure he would come through the door or whatever behind me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the only time it gets really rough is this is where the true difficulty for me was keeping him alive. Yeah. Because when you get into some of the later levels with these narrow corridors and there's ghosts coming through the walls or moving places, you can't shoot them. And yeah. But, but it's like and that guy's stuck there and you just want him to move, but they won't. And, and they don't have any defense. They can't, you know, throwing yeah. that ghost trap out doesn't help them if their the ghost isn't beamed. So, yeah, it does get get a little tricky there. Now, the gameplay in this game is very interesting because, you know, there's two types of ghosts. There's ghosts that are just on a set path. Mm-hmm. But then there are ones that are hidden until you get close. Yeah, so... So a lot of it is like, you know, you enter a level and it shows you how many ghosts there are to bust. Yeah. And it's really finding all the ghosts. Yeah, because you'll see some right away, but it's, you know, it kind of pays to be thorough if you want to get, if you want to save time for whatever reason. (laughs) Well, on top of that, though, you do have to backtrack a lot because certain ghosts will not reappear until you've gotten, I guess... All the way through the level or gotten other ones? I, I wasn't sure if I just kept missing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it would be like you clear the, go through the map. Okay, I've been everywhere and there's still six ghosts. And then you go back and you're like, oh, now there's ghosts here. Or were they here before and I didn't know? I, I think I, they were not there the first time. I, I could never definitively find out. And then my only, I do wish the sprites were a little smaller. I think that's the price you pay for having those big, good-looking ones. Like, it does Agreed. feel cramped with that, especially since you have two characters mm-hmm. at some points. So, And, uh, you know, certain areas are worse than others because they'll have, you know, obstacles in your way. Yeah. So I can see that. Now, the boss fights, those are all pretty interesting as well because um, I found them to be super, super hard. Until I realized I could just use the other guy as a shield. Use a bullet shield, yes. It's uh, Once you figure that it's out, cruel, but... all, the, all the boss battles become very easy. Which is like, hey, stand here. I'll get behind you, and then we'll do this. Which actually kind of made it more fun, because it was like, I had to figure out how to, like, how do I move to like get him yeah. to be my shield. Yeah, so, I mean, I like the boss fights. I wish there were more of them. Agreed. I feel like there's only three different types of levels in this game. Yeah. So it does... It, it kind of reminds me of, of Gauntlet almost, like the repetitiveness of, all right, 26 ghosts, got them all, next level. You know, mm-hmm. it's slightly different and it's not and terrible. but The way it makes it so it's not too horrible in that repeating aspect is they do uh, vary up the, the types of ghosts you'll see. So not only do yeah. they introduce new ghosts, you won't see the same one. You know, they'll take one or two out of a level for one or two so you don't get tired of it. Yeah, there's a decent, like, what, there's like 10 different enemies or so, I think. They have Maybe. a list of them in the manual with we'll, their points values. We'll get to that, I think, during our next section because, you know, it does behoove us to talk about when they appear. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I was just really pleasantly surprised at the whole game. It just yeah. felt, I mean, it was a fun, cute tie-in game I, I wasn't expecting. where I first heard of this game because I remember seeing, you know, maybe a year or two ago, not mm. a long ago, where... It might have been Jeremy Parrish's uh, maybe, series but I, I just remember seeing, like, whoa, wait, that's Ghostbusters? Like, they made a good one? Like, yeah, exactly. Check it out. And it really makes me curious about the Japanese NES version where I'm like, maybe you Which have apparently has the... a light two-player aspect to it. That could be, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I will be checking it out. Don't oh, worry. All right. It wasn't in my collection of... Uh, Roms. Uh, oh, okay. That we both use for <laughs> a lot of our uh, our games. Perfectly but, legal practices. Yeah, I own every game I have a ROM of. Every single one. All thousands of them. It's just more convenient. It is. All right, this is the level-by-level level portion of our show, and there are a lot of levels, so I think we'll more 
we'll probably touch on each one, but we're really going to talk about each stage. Yeah, there's like three stages with different collections of floors. Yeah, I think the first one is you're in the library and you have four floors. Yes. Right? And and they each have different like backgrounds and the backgrounds I think look really good. Like the library's full of like overturned desks, some books on the ground and stuff. Like they they look neat. Now that first segment of levels I think is the courthouse. Yes, yes. Um cuz it's this it's leading up to the scene where they're in court uh and the Scarelli brothers. Okay. Escape. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean the Fratelli brothers? No, slightly different. They should do a double buddy comedy. They should. And uh, the courthouse levels, there are how many? I think four. Uh, there are only three levels three. in the courthouse. Okay. Um, the first level, very, very simple. Just giving you an idea of how this game works. Yeah, I'm moving around. Go through a door. What do you got to see? The slimes? There's hopping slimes, right? Um. Yes. Uh, you've got... Let's just go through what's going to be in the first four. Okay. The first three. You're going to find the... Hopping slimes that are just standard blobs. Yeah. Pretty cute. Yeah. Well animated. Yeah. And that's the other thing. The enemies are, are animated quite well. Yeah. I mean, there are only 10-ish mm-hmm. enemies, but they look good and they are animated well. So it's not really a, a big gripe. There is the jogger. Oh, yes. Which is actually from the movie. Is it? Yeah. There's a scene where they are in maybe Central Park and there's a ghost jogger scaring people and they're... Uh, they have buried a trap under the track and are pretending to read newspapers and they capture it. <laughs> it as he jogs by. That's great. Yeah, and this you know, this jogger, you know, he'll run around and then disappear for a few seconds and reappear. And the jogger and the blob are pretty much the easiest to capture. Yeah. They are pretty pretty, you know, normal move around on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh then you have the fur coat or sheet. It looks like kind of like a, a sheet flying yeah. around. Yeah. Also from the movie. I thought of that as a sheet. It looks like it has like hangers or something on the top, mm-hmm. I think. But In the film, a rich lady steps on some slime and her coat, her mink coat, fur coat, uh, comes alive. Really? Man. And it runs off of her and well, runs down the street. <laughs> that's great. They have, that's a great uh, idea for an enemy. Good on them. Uh, and then you have Slimer himself. Yeah. Slimer is one of the... This is where you start getting some trickier enemies. Because Slimer can move through walls. And he will. And he usually does appear not in the room you're in. Yeah, so... It, there's that like you got to bait him sometimes or yeah. just waiting for him to come out and become you know get you can because i think you can can you shoot them you can shoot through walls but you can't trap through walls right so you can freeze them out there but that does you no good well sometimes it's nice to give you and your buddy time to re to uh, re-maneuver yeah. that's, that's how i would use it yeah that's true get that's the true. get your buddy behind you and that way when the ghost comes through you can trap yeah. it easily you, you gotta you gotta get in position but like we said, the first floor is pretty much nothing. The second floor is more of a little bit of a maze. Uh, and in this floor, you get the spray gun for the first time. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the th- final floor, three, is the first one that has lots of rooms. It's like seven rooms. Yeah. And you also get um, a lot more items here. You get that pickaxe. Yeah, this is where when I first got it, I was like, oh, cool. And I just went around and smashed three walls with the first three I came to. I know. And that's a huge waste because if you use it on the bottom portion of the map, it helps you create a loop. So you can, yeah, it's much easier. It saves you a lot of time. Which, I mean, is is nice, but it's not a huge deal. You know, if the if I the think time. You get more points. Yeah, but I'm like, you're not getting extra lives or anything. Like, I guess if you're just, you want something, it's score, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this level also has a ghost trap bonus for you there and extra health. Mm, nice. And then once you've beaten this, then you do fight the uh, your first boss fight. Which, this is the. The Scolari Brothers. Yeah. And. Mm, their sprites are okay. There's yeah. definitely a skinny one and a bigger one. Okay. They're not as chibi as 
the characters. Yeah, see, I, I didn't. I knew these were. I knew their names were the Scolari brothers, but mm-hmm. since I did not remember and still don't the appearance of the Scolari well, brothers. Well, the judge so. that tried is trying the Ghostbusters sent them both to the chair. Oh, so they have come to get revenge on that. Oh, judge. they're ghosts. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. They Sorry. were they were released from the slime <laughs> due to the negative emotions that the judge uh, had towards oh. the Ghostbusters. Wow. Okay. So, but here you fight them together. Yes. And uh, it's not a bad boss fight. It's interesting because there are two enemies that are like circling around. Yeah, and they they they're both firing off ghost pellets at you or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, they are fairly easy to dodge. Yeah, um, I found generally if you stick to either side, left or right, hide behind your your partner. Yes, that's the key factor. Then you can just fire and whittle them down. Yeah, and there's no warning. It's just that at some point they explode. Yeah, and I mean. From what I've gathered, it doesn't matter. Like, they both just have to take a certain amount of damage, but it's not like you're going to kill one and make it easier, which Correct. I was really trying to do. <laughs> yeah, for I, the I first focused part on the skinny that. one. <laughs> yeah. Then which, then. fun fact, I still have my uh, high C two part stencil where you would draw oh, yeah. uh, half a Ghostbuster and then make a reference square and then pull the other half of the stencil over to finish the Ghostbuster. Oh, man. And the skinny Scarelli brother. That's awesome. That's some some good art tech. Actually, uh, before we moved here to the uh, Cartridge Cabana to record, it was the thing I used to remember where my line was yes. on my book. I, I was trying to remember. I was like, I know exactly what that looks like, but I don't know why. Yeah, because <laughs> you used to see me use it all the time. Yeah, see? Cool. Uh, but once you have destroyed them, the level's over, and you get another nice little cutscene. Yeah, this is where what it shows, what's this, Yano's flying flying with with the the baby. baby And he flies down in the sewer. Which does not happen in the film. Right, right. Um, But, hey, they were in the sewers briefly in the movie. Few games don't have sewer levels. Think about it. Correct. And in the sewer levels, you're going to be seeing all the same enemies you saw before. But now you have two new, three new enemies. You have the Screamer. The Screamer. Which is, I think, the... Spinning top girl. Yeah. yeah. You have uh, the Joker, which is like a clown on a ball. Uh, these guys I do not like because one of them is okay, but they frequently appear where they'll be like two or three. They mm-hmm. start teleporting in at weird angles. They... Well, okay, let's start with uh, the Screamer. Oh, okay, That's just sure. standard. Um, it's a doll that spins, and when it's spinning, you can't hurt it. Yeah, which isn't that hard to avoid but it spins for a while and it yes. gets really sometimes you're like come on and you know it's moving while it's doing this so sometimes you just watch it spin its way through a wall and just like eh, goodbye you're <laughs> uh and then joker is that clown clown, clown and on it the ball. moves either in a left and right or uh, a vertical or horizontal yeah um the problem is is that it's fast so yeah. if you don't hit it right away it can definitely hit you you yeah you want to be on top of it and like you said if it appears with another one or another ghost that's when things get hairy yeah because it's crowded in there <laughs> exactly and then you have eddie which is like a laughing skull head ish ghost head it's also a spinner mm. and it moves a lot more than the the doll right right so and again you can only hurt it when it stops spinning so those are all patience games yeah definitely and then the sewers themselves are interesting. There are uh, more levels this time around. There are four floors to the Ooh. sewers. And the first one is interesting because there's lots of, it's like a center room with lots of stuff to get in your way, which yeah. makes it hard. Yeah. In um, the first one, you find uh, life and more life. So it's a nice little bonus after that boss fight. 
know, this was where I really started to learn like this, this level and the next one where, you know, at least on this one on the left and right, your vertical, there's like an out, there's a hallway kind of going around. Mm-hmm. And those were where it's like, it's too tight. You got to be careful when you're going down there that it's clear because you don't Very have much a, so. a lot of maneuverability down there. Uh, the second floor is just like four big rooms, but there's like sewer areas that of water that you cannot get into. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where you get the life, the jacket or vest in there and in the, the fourth floor. Looking good. It's the final floor, the fourth one, that's the biggest one. But um, the rooms are like long hallways, so I felt like it was pretty easy to maneuver around in it. Yeah, it's just like when you're in those situations, you don't want to be stuck in one spot with enemies coming to you. You got to keep moving because it, it can be tough to get out. Oh, it definitely can be. But then after that fourth floor, you do fight the boss, which is also from the movie, The Ghost Train. Ghost Train, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember A scene this. that was added after the fact. Really? Mm-hmm. They were like, we don't have enough trains. Uh, they just There wasn't enough agency. It was more about their relationships, and there was not as much uh, threat to the Ghostbusters. So they had an evil train? So there's a point where they're exploring uh, the subway tracks. Okay. And evil train comes. Everyone gets out of the way except for Winston, who gets hit by the full force of the spectral train. Whoa, was it slime him? Mm, doesn't slime him. It just freaks it like freaks him out, and he's like, oh, ghosted. Okay. okay. <laughs> His hair gets crazy, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but the ghost train in the video game is your standard, which of the three doors is this thing going to come out of? Yeah, you have three vertical tracks in the left center and right of the room and it'll appear and one of them you shoot it it shoots things at you and it it, stops and it shoots a couple things out these weird balls and then it points it turns into little like a collection of little ghost faces that reassemble into it on a different track well they move across the whole screen so that's the hardest part is making sure you don't get hit by those yeah and then they reassemble into the train again which takes off yeah not Um, too bad i think at some point it goes like real fast through Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, like different tracks over and over again. Whereas most of the time it just comes out to the middle mm-hmm. and stops and then it goes away again. Yeah. It's it's really, you know, keep your keep your trap man right between you and it and fire away. Yeah, you should be A-OK. You destroy it and, well, you get one last cut scene. And that is, them t- that is Janos taking the baby to the museum. The museum. Which is your next set of levels. That's where Vigo is. And this is a much larger area. You don't have four levels. This time you have six. Oh, yeah. And a few new enemies to boot. The worst. The taste of the awful. Uh, You have... I think we got them backwards. I think in the last series, there was one of the new ones that does like a sine wave. Oh, okay. And then there's a second sine wave one that comes into this Mm. area. It looks kind of like a spine or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. And one looks like a set of ears. Yeah. They're freaky ghosts. They are, but um, I didn't find those ones to be too hard at all. No. Because uh, you have a lot of time to see where they're coming from. Yeah, they're not like dropping right on you like mm-hmm. those uh, clowns and the stuff. The clowns, I think, were the hardest of all the enemies. To they're the ones I hate the most, I'll tell you that. For sure. <laughs> but the museum's a bit harder because there's a lot more debris through it. There's Scattered. Lots of- like yeah. bars? I mean, by bar, I mean like the kind of bar you would drink at, it looks like. Well, uh... Through certain areas of it <laughs> that just block off your, your route. And as you make your way through these levels, they get larger and larger with more and more rooms. Yeah, and the the specifically the rooms are where you can get, like, if you get in there and enemies start dropping around you, like, you're trapped. Like, you have to, like, duck in and out and slowly, at least that's what I was trying to do, yeah. where it'd be like, get one ghost at a time, move back, kind of, you know. Definitely. Uh, and then through these levels, you have all of the items. You have the 
You have plenty of hearts. You've got your spray guns. You got is your, this where the, we your seen ghost the, trap. Yeah, I was going to say, is the ghost power, is this the first level? Uh, I think so. And then this also has the fourth floor where you have to use a pickaxe to get through the middle of the room. Mm. There's no doors to it at all. Oh, right, right. Man. Uh, and then, you know, all varying degrees of difficulty until the final one, which is just floor six is big and it has like eight rooms in it. Yeah. yeah. And you, I don't know. You're very tight rooms as well. You, you have to be quick. Like you just want to get rid of all these ghosts in your area as fast as you can. So you can start like slowly drawing off other ones from other areas. Like mm-hmm. at least that's what I did. Uh, same here. You make your way through all of those. And then you are finally at your boss. Well, your first of two bosses. Oh, yeah. First, you get to fight Janos. Janos. And Janos, uh, well, he just kind of like flies around. Yeah, and shoots. And he shoots something. But his movement is so small that you can really just get behind your guy and just lay waste to him. It's kind of the standard strategy works out here. I feel like this took a little while longer than the previous ones, but at least for me. Mm-hmm. But once you've def- st- defeated Janos, that's when the real fight happens. Vigo comes out of his painting, and you must fight him. Which, man, that little sprite looks pretty cool. It really does look like the picture. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, this was I think they really spent their time on these two. Yeah. Um, now, Vigo, he's got a... Uh, Let me guess. He shoots at you? <laughs> well, he does. He gets like these balls that he, that he brings out that bounce around. Classic. Uh, then he flies around in like a wave motion, and he uh, shoots energy beams. But I felt like there was a lot of items falling during this battle. Yeah, which I wish I knew if that... I guess it's just random. Yeah. But I'm like, am I spawning these? Is there something I could do better? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really have a lot of trouble with him because you can use your guy as a shield for the most part. Mm-hmm. And when he flies back and forth across the screen, he drops, you know, energy waves at you. And you can just use your guy as a shield. Once you get the second, the power up that gives him a gun, I mean. You're golden. You're golden. That's it. You just fire and fire away. That's right. Hold out for that W. You destroy him and you are treated to quite a nice little ending. Yeah, actually. It's... You have uh, that, uh, that there's a crowd there. The Ghostbusters are <laughs> yeah. on the steps. And uh, with Dana, baby um, baby o- Oscar. Oscar, yeah. And everyone cheers for you. There's a giant Ghostbuster symbol behind you. Yeah. And then after that, uh, Peter and Dana kiss. And then you have a full credit of the characters of the game. Yeah, all of them. And you get like some pretty high detail like face portraits you yeah know? of like, all the characters including lois tully janine and baby oscar and they look pretty realistic like i was really blown away by the, <laughs> the quality of these credits agreed man it looks good it is it is a very fitting ending for this this wonderful game which brings us to the final portion of our show the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Which I gave a 3.5. Okay, I went uh, 3.0, but I mean, 3.5 in that ballpark, it's, I, they're pretty good. I almost would have gone higher. It's just that, that that beam noise drowns everything else out. I Yeah, the music's a mixed bag. None of it's terrible, but sometimes it's a little grating. But these graphics, I am I love. I love the style of all the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And most of the ghosts look great, too. Yeah. Uh, the only possible 
complaint is the lack of variety. You know, there's only so many enemies, but mm-hmm. I think they make up for that in animation and, you know, maybe some more backgrounds, but uh, really, it's all pretty good. Agreed. Next up is play control, which I gave a 3.0. Okay, I went 2.5, but I can, I mean, you, you're able to use two characters way more easily than I would have ever thought with yeah. a two-button controller. I know, and... For me, the fact that they very rarely got so hung up on things that it was like I had to go back and fix them really blew my mind. But the fact that they did, that was really the only ding I have on the controls. Otherwise, I think they're really responsive, and it is a play decision to make it that you have to hit those cardinal decisions Mm -hmm. or those cardinal directions. And it's not – they never really, like, force you to get into areas where – you don't you have the agency to, to yeah. capture the ghost. I Yeah, I mean, I wish there weren't as many tight areas in the game, but it's, you know, it, it's fine for what it is. All right, now we have Challenge Factor. I I wrote, I went initially with 2.5, but I might bring it down to 2.0 because... I have 2.5 as well, but I'm with you there because you get plenty of health. Yeah. You, you get refilled all the time. There's three continues. Once you know what to do, I mean... It's really like the, it's not till the back half of, I think, the second level where it starts, okay, now it's getting tricky. That's where I started getting my partner hit frequently, mm-hmm. where I was like, yeah, this guy's dragging me down. But, you know, it just takes a little more patience to, to do it, you know. Especially if you, once you know where all the enemies are going to spawn from. Mm, yeah. I think it definitely would be a lot easier. I think it's definitely doable without cheating, even though I did. But that was more of cheating out of laziness instead of sucking. I don't know. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> and finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 3.5. Well, I gave it a 4.0, and that might just be the fact that I'm so happy to have a good, classic Ghostbusters game to play. I mean, if you're looking to get your Ghostbuster jollies, you know, this was the way to do it. Um, there was nothing else even close that even resembled anything cool or fun from the movies that I had ever seen. You no, know? not until that new game came out. And it's a mixed bag. I enjoy it, but I understand it's not the best game that was ever made. Yeah. This, for what it's going for, for being a, a Game Boy game, Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the biggest dig I can give it is that it is a bit repetitive, but that's, you know, whatever. If you're just getting in, play a little bit. Like, I wish it had a password or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because, like, playing through it all in one sitting, that's when you'll, like, by the end, you're just like, all right, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it's but, still pretty good. Yeah, if I had this on a car ride in 1990, mm-hmm. I would have been in heaven. Oh, yeah. And so I ask you at the end of every show, and I ask you once again, should you play this game, Nick? Uh, Yeah, check it out. I agree. I mean, it's an interesting concept to begin with. Yeah, it's a it's a weird idea that is thematically appropriate with the two people. I would like to, you know, be interesting to see where this kind of gameplay style would have grown, uh, you know, if, yeah. if they would have kept going with it, refining it, you know. Agreed. And uh, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you owe it to yourself. You need to have this treat in your life um, because... You know, there are not many other 8-bit ways to relive the glory of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. So if you're anything like me, you mean busting, it just makes me feel good. (laughs) And this is a great way to do it. Next week's game will be Kid Chameleon for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. That's right, and uh, email us about anything you want, whether it has to do with Ghostbusters or Kid Chameleon. Both of them. You can do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. You have a much better chance of me responding if it's about Ghostbusters, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Through the email or on our Facebook. Do you also love Ghostbusters? Do you cosplay as a Ghostbuster? 
I've slowly <laughs> been working on a Ghostbusters uh, backpack and trap for years. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Now that I've gotten into the world of 3D printing, I feel like I, I may not be as far off as I once oh, thought. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, uh, again, on Cartridge Command at Facebook or Cart Command at Twitter, we'd love to hear your thoughts. But it is, of course, those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Uh, it is the good slime vibes they send our way every month that makes this show possible. Uh, without you all, I'm not sure we'd still be doing this. In fact, I know we wouldn't be. But, <laughs> yes. you know, the validation and the money you give us to cover the basic cost of this show ensure that we will keep moving forward. It's level great. by level, ghost by ghost. Oh, 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 yeah. So thank you all very, very much. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, game on!